Hello again, everybody. This is Nick Weber with Knowledge Transfer back for another Agronomy on the Go. And this week we are talking about uh, Seed Showcase, uh, which is something exciting uh, that we're we're really happy to, to talk about today. And today we have Dan Kohler, who's a DeKalb Asgro TA uh, from up in Minnesota. And his uh, peer over on the channel side is Tom Devots. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. All right. Thank you, Nick. You bet. Let's get rolling. So, (laughs) um, see showcase, Dan, tell us, uh, in the, the quick 30 second blurb, if you can, uh, the who, what, where, when, and why of, of seat showcase, uh, from your side. Yeah, sure. So I seat showcase is a good program. You know, a lot of times our customers, they maybe have another competitor on their farm along with our product. Um, but they're on different farms and they don't really, they're not comparing apples to apples. So this was an opportunity for us to sit down with them, uh, get them in a a true side-by-side so that the grower can really see, you know, how we're performing to the competition. Well, it is. It was really an opportunity that we could, you know, look into our database, kind of see where our performance is against uh, some of the pioneer products that were out there and even to help fill in some gaps there. You know, some some geographies where we maybe didn't have as much data or products we don't have data against and help add confidence, not only to our own team and our own FSRs, but also give confidence to our customers that we're when we're going head to head, side by side in the field, um, you know, we're putting our money where our mouth is and and helping them take a look at our products against some of the main competitive products that they're using on their farm and yeah, and get it out there and being able to go out into the field and look at it uh, during the season and uh, all the way up through harvest and kind of see how everything shakes out from there. Yeah, Dan, can you talk a little bit about what a, what a true side-by-side is when we, when we hear that phrase? Um, for some people who may not be new to the terminology, just kind of explain what that what that looks like when you guys were, were setting this all up with our customers. Sure. Well, there can be a lot of variability across the field and some people, some growers might think that a block, you know, or half the field is one hybrid versus the other half is a true side by side. But that's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of variability variability across the field. So a true side by side would be a split planter where if you had a 24 row planter, half the planter would be our product and half the planter would be the other uh, the other product that we're going against, and we'd plant that all the way across the field, or at least a minimum of 40 acres in in the, in this instance with our seed showcase program. Gotcha. And Todd, you had mentioned just a minute ago, um, building on what what Dan just said, there is like a, the, the side by side experience is it's a season long opportunity for you as a TA and also FSRs to to go and visit that farmer and kind of understand what's happening in the field. Well, that's right. I mean, it it starts all the way from the time of planting to make sure that we're getting our, our seeding recs uh, right and in comparison to the competitive products, comparing uh, emergence, early season growth, um, if there's uh, uh, you know pest pressure out there to be able to look at, and it, particularly this year with rootworm uh, issues that we've had, being able to see differences in below ground uh, rootworm protection between uh, the two technologies that we're comparing in that sense. So yeah, and then all the way through, if we've had windstorms or disease pressure, um, and then you know standability that we'll be getting into here at the end of the season, and, and harvestability. So it's a it's a really neat hands-on experience, as you mentioned, all the way from pre-plant all the way through uh, harvest and, and dry down in that sense. 
Yeah, and, and Dan, um, you know, the partnership with the FSR, the, the sales rep, is so important for you guys, right, in this experience. Can you talk about that and, and what you and, and maybe Todd as well back up on this is just the, what your guys' experience has been partnering with your FSR on that local level? Yeah, well, initially we sat, that we, we sat down together, went out with our customers, and, you know, we launched, we launched the idea of this product with them, and we, you know, right across the table with them. And then, uh, you know, there were some growers that weren't signed up for Climate Field View. So I, I'd be sitting there um, lining or putting the Climate Field View program on the customer's phone, um, putting the field in there while Dan Lemon was uh, signing them up for the program, making sure they're checking their phone to get their email. You know, we were working together. Uh, it was a great opportunity for us to also talk about our product and placement and picking the right field. Um, so that was good. I mean, it was a really good relationship building um, process um, with both, you know, Dan, my the TA, the FSR, and the customer. And it gave you an it gives you an invitation season long to be back out on that farm, which I think is really cool because um, they're expecting us to be out there, you know, three four times during the growing season um, to walk the field and check on it, um, you know, during that growing season. So that that was a pretty cool aspect of it as well. Yeah, and, and Todd, just you know, I asked you to build on that that answer as well from Dan, but it's really that that customer relationship and customer experience is what I heard Dan talk about that that really helps power some of this experience. Exactly, and especially if this is not a traditional uh, customer uh, for Bayer or for the Decalber Channel brand, um, it, as Dan was saying, gives you an opportunity to to get to know that customer a little bit better and get to know the fields a little bit better. It gets our product on the field and see how our, our product performs under their particular management uh, strategies. And again, going against uh, their, you know, if it was their preferred uh, competitive brand that they were working on. So all the way around, it gives you that, like I said, that season long um, invitation to be out in the field and, and visiting with that particular customer. And what is some of the stuff that you guys think about when it's um, when you go into the to pick that farmer or select a farmer or invite a farmer to be a part of the program? What's the, what's the sort of that? Is there an eligibility requirement you're looking for? Kind of maybe explain that to me real fast if you can, Dan. Well, sure. So right away, I was thinking about the customer that I want more de more product on their farm. You know, in my in my case, it's a decal, right? And so Dan Lem and I just talked about the customers that we wanted to go target. Um, it may have been a customer that didn't have any decal on their farm. Or it might have been a customer where we're only, you know, 25% on their farm, right? And so sit down with them. We pitched it. Um, and I don't think we got denied hardly in any instances from any customers. In fact, uh, like I was telling you earlier, Nick, it kind of just spread like wildfire, you know, coffee shop talk one grower would tell his buddy and the next thing you know we were getting a phone call to come out to you know another farmer's place and sign them up as well mm -hmm. um so you know th those are kind of the growers we targeted um and we were quite successful at it and todd what about what about you from the channel side what has been that customer relationship building that you guys have been able to uh you know uh work on there well and i know of couple examples where we had customers that we had maybe been on a few years prior and had lost for one reason or another and this was a really neat opportunity to be able to go back to that customer and say hey you know why don't you try us again you know we're willing to go head to head so it, it gave us the opportunity to kind of get our foot back in the door and get that conversation started again and uh, 
you know, and, and hopefully take it from there and, and increase that business uh, here into the future as well. Yeah, and so uh, you know, wrapping up here soon. Uh, Harvest is 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 rapidly approaching. So you know, the uh, the the cream will rise to the top. Whatever phrase we want to use here, um, it, it's go time basically, right? For the next uh, two weeks, we'll be finding out uh, your metal of your product. So, what's your kind of feeling, Todd? What, where do you kind of uh, think about where you guys are in this early mid September timeframe? How are you feeling about the program and, and where you guys stack up with what you've uh, with some of the decisions you've made or recommendations you've made to those customers? Well, I think we're sitting in a good spot, you know, and it's been a very stressful year environmentally wise, you know, and typically, uh, Bayer genetics do very well under stress like this. So, you know, I'm, feeling very hopeful on, on our performance. And I think we did a good job of, uh, you know, pairing our products up. And um, so, yeah, I mean, in a few weeks here, we'll we'll know a little bit more how things are going, but I think everything is pretty positive at this point. Yeah. What about you, Dan? You, as you get ready to go to, to the finish line here, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, I agree with Todd. I mean, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, this program gives us the opportunity to know right where all these side-by-sides are in seed showcase so you know we've we've been out looking in these fields stripping back a lot of ears taking some you know putting them on ear boards taking pictures um having a lot of fun with it and you know i think you know for all the points that todd mentioned i think we're in a good position and you know we're just we've had a lot of stress this year the combines are going to be coming pretty soon um but yeah we're excited to get harvest underway that's great well guys thanks a lot for the time today uh, appreciate you giving us a little insight about uh, Seed Showcase in, in the Minnesota region and, and some of the, the the things that we can be excited about, uh, even in the midst of a stressful season uh, from a growing side. Uh, we got some things that we're pretty excited about from both of our brands in the Minnesota region. So guys, thanks a lot. Have a safe and successful harvest and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Nick. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. That's it for this week's edition of Agronomy on the Go with Todd and Dan and Nick. Well, that was really great information, Dan and Todd uh, from the agronomy side of the house. And now we're going to turn it over to uh, the sales organization and their perspective on this and hear from Mindy McDermott, our other co-host, and Dan Lemon, uh, an FSR up in Minnesota. Hey everyone, it's Mindy here with Agronomy on the Go, and we are continuing our um, sessions uh, on Seed Showcase. So we have with us Dan Lemon here today. And Dan, would you just get us started by introducing yourself, your role, and and what you do here at Bayer? Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Dan Lemon. I uh, am an FSR in South Central Minnesota, and uh, been doing this uh, for a very long time. So let's let's step back here just a minute, and can you detail out or describe to me? Um, what Seed Showcase is and kind of the setup of it as if you were talking to a new uh, farmer or dealer. So if uh, Mr. Grower, if, if you have some Pioneer purchased, uh, you qualify for this program. Uh, basically what we're doing is instead of doing a split trial or different fields, uh, we're doing a split planner. So that way we have a very equal comparison going across your whole field. Uh, basically the parameters are is you need a minimum of 20 acres of each product side by side, excluding headlands. There is no maximum. Um, we pay on every acre 
uh, that we do not perform on. So if the field was, let's just say 120 acre field, uh, we have the comparison of 20 acres of each product for 40 and the DeKalb was planted on the rest. Uh, we, let's say we're 10 bushel less on the comparison. We pay on every acre that the DeKalb was on, including the, uh, the headlands. Uh, the, uh, the amount last year and this year both is $6 per bushel up to 10 bushel an acre. Uh, my experience is when you have really top performing hybrids, 10 bushel is a really big spread. Uh, in test plots, it can be a lot bigger than that. But when you're using top notch products like we are in this program, uh, this is a tremendous safety net. So how did you first learn about Seed Showcase and, and what was your first impression? Uh, Seed Showcase really impressed me as a program because uh, if I was to make a program, it'd be exactly the way I'd put it down. And that is, is number one, we don't do any uh, discounts or free seed. I absolutely hate free seed. Uh, free seed is uh, the value of what we put on it, and that is zero. Uh, this program, we're charging uh, market price for seed. It's just a, a great program in my mindset. And my first impression, of course, with, with all programs, is, is you're wondering where the pitfalls are. Um, but I uh, quickly... Uh, you know, uh, connected with the program because it, it allows us to go after a customer who currently is planning Pioneer, and then we can do a comparison. And um, we don't have any discounts going in on the seed. They're saying, well, what's in it for me? And what's in it is, is we have a safety net. Uh, we do poorer than Pioneer. We, we make up the difference. So it's just a great program. Sounds like this is um, a great way for us to put our put the confidence in how we feel about our, how our products are performing um, really out in the marketplace and, and really show folks how confident we are about our products. That's my mindset. I mean, so often when you see what's going on in the country, a competitor comes in and says, hey, here's some free seed, go and do a trial. And, and the problem with that is, is uh, often, the farmer does not put it on a good field and he doesn't compare it split plant or ends up in a bad area of the field. It ends up, you know, maybe where it floods out prone to flooding out or you come back after planting and it's still sitting on a pallet and the guy's shed never even got planted. Right. And so somehow you have to put instill the value in the grower and how you do that is, is you say, hey, you know, we're going to charge you market value for this uh, DeKalb corn, which is not inexpensive. It's some, it's premier corn, right? And often I'll have a guy say, boy, you guys have a lot of confidence in that corn. You know, number one, the price tag you got on it. Number two, you're going to stand behind it. And uh, that's exactly correct. Um, you know, we're, we're not giving the stuff away, but we're going to tell him that if it doesn't perform, we're going to come in with our program and, um, I just think it's a great program that uh, we really should go to all customers that have Pioneer on their farm. That sounds like it's getting a little bit into your strategy of how you implemented Seed Showcase in your territory. Can you um, think back to when you first heard about Seed Showcase and then the steps that you outlined for yourself on who you were going to go talk to, how you were going to present Seed Showcase to them, and, and really, like, if there were you know, things that you learned along the way that maybe you could outline here for folks that may be working to implement Seed Showcase a little bit more into their territories or maybe even for the first time, what, some of the, what are some of the things that they could learn from you um, 
and as they go about doing that? When we were doing business plans, I sat down with each one of my sellers and I said, okay, let's make a list of the people that, you know, maybe are buying less DeKalb that went to Pioneer or that we know for sure are buying Pioneer. And then when we're out doing that visit, making that sales call, um, not only are we talking about our new products, talking about our placement strategy, but we're saying like, hey, if you have Pioneer purchase, why wouldn't you enroll in this program? There's absolutely no downside for you, the farmer. If the Calb wins, he understands a better seed placement strategy and he's going to get more bushel. And if Pioneer happens to win, which we hope it doesn't happen very often, we pay the difference up to $6 a bushel at 10 bushel an acre. Excellent. And and as you implemented that plan, what was the, you know, first off grower reaction and what was also the dealer reaction as you worked with dealers? Dealers often, like everybody, a little skeptical when they first hear the plan. Growers, usually the number one comment they would say to me is, once they understood it, is how many acres can I enroll in this program? And as I said before, there's a limit. You need at least 20 solid side-by-side acres of each product. So that means the field has to be bigger than a 40, but there is no maximum. And so often what I was seeing, which I thought was actually quite curious is after the farmer understood the program next week we would have several calls because he would go and tell his friends that can you believe this program is actually running you should uh, try it also so it actually kind of caught on and um, by word of mouth from grower to grower there really is no greater endorsement than word of mouth farmer conversations at the local cafe it, it, it surprised me. I thought it was a very, well, it just shows the value of the program when the farmer hears it and says, not only I want to enroll, but I'm going to tell my friends about it. Sounds like it's generating a lot of excitement. Uh, for my area, we, we definitely uh, had a good run with it last year, and uh, we're looking forward to really expand this year now. So after your first year of implementing Seed Showcase, what are uh, some of the challenges that you experienced perhaps? And what, you know, if anything, are you going to change with your second year? So one of the items is, is, you know, you really have to get in front of it to make sure that the farmer is capable of doing a data upload if he's not running the climate field view in the cab. Um, anybody can have climate field view. And if they have decent monitors, they can, you know, do data uploads. So that, you know, we work through that. Um, the biggest challenge I had last year in my geography is we had some really untimely rains. We got 14 inches of rain after planting. And uh, so we ended up with a lot of replant. And so here you have these gorgeous fields set up. Everything is ready to go. And then Mother Nature kicks in and causes some uh, concerns. Uh, fortunately, the people at uh, Climate Field View are working with us to try to see if we can salvage enough of the field to still meet our minimum requirements uh, to make the comparison work. So speaking of Field View, um, what, um, what has been your strategy in implementing Field View with a lot of your dealers and farmers? Has it been pretty high in your territory? So I do have a, a good group of guys that came on with Climate Field View uh, during when precision was really going uh, strong. Uh, but with the John Deere platform, we ended up with some hurdles uh, to try to make you know the two talk to each other. Um, with the Climate Field View reps, we've been able to uh, make that happen pretty seamlessly. Uh, so 
not all farmers want to put climate field view in their cab because how many things can you have in the tractor cab? Uh, but all of them that I've talked to so far are saying, if I can just have a climate field view account, put the fields in that I need for my, uh, you know, for the program, uh, they're more, more than willing to do it. And, and data uploading now is quite easy. So, so what I hear you saying, Dan, is that they're using the uh, John Deere operations uh, sync for their data and they're not having any problems with that? For the most part, no. And if, if they do, we have support people that are definitely there to help and uh, make sure that that's done successfully. Perfect. Yeah, I know that um, the folks at FieldView support are, are top notch. I've spent several years over at FieldView, so um, that's... Uh, that team is is really really good i depend on them actually because uh you know so so my job as i look at it is to get in there make the contact with the customer the salesperson uh get the concept moving forward and then when we have some of these hurdles as far as you know the connectivity then i just turn it over to climate field view and so far uh everything's worked well that's great to hear so with any great program in this business, there's typically a lot of folks that are providing support. What other uh, teams do you connect with regularly that help you make Seed Showcase a success in your area? The, um, the Seed Showcase group and our my agronomy team uh, were very successful in helping us when we found farmers that wanted to participate, but the mainframe products uh, weren't matching up right. So if we had a newer Decal product or a newer Pioneer product that wasn't currently in the program, uh, my agronomy team and the seed showcase team, for the most part, were able to make uh, that comparison work for us so we could keep that grower uh, enthused and enrolled in the program. Perfect. Thank you. And speaking of agronomy, um, were there any issues or situations with with farmers where you ran into some agronomic issues other than replant? Um, you know, insect pressure, disease pressure, um, other weather conditions that you had to work through with Seed Showcase. And how did that go? So the replant was the main one this year. Of course, corn rootworm is top of mind for everybody. Uh, but traits need to be matched up in order to have a successful seed showcase. So it wasn't like we had a traded product versus a non-traded product. And, and a lot of these uh, corn rootworm situations, I think, are yet to be discovered, uh, which we're going to find them when the combine rolls. Um, so to date, uh, there might not be, uh, you know, too many issues that we're currently aware of. If you have a farmer that has historically, you know, had fungicide applications as part of their general practices, can they still apply fungicide on the, their seed showcase enrolled acres? Now, that is a good question because, uh, you know, sometimes what you end up having is you have some farmers that you have to convince to do a trial, but then you have other farmers that really love trials and you got to say, hey, only one trial at a time, right? So mm -hmm. if you're going to do fungicide, the whole field has to be fungicide. Or if you're going to do a different seed treatment, or you're going to do a different row opener or closure on your planter, mm -hmm. um, it has to be the same for, for that field. Uh, so I did have a few cases where we had a few too many uh, tests going on in the same field. Yeah, that makes sense. You want to compare apples to apples, right? We want to make sure that the, everything that we can control is controlled. So, Dan, um, as we wrap up this segment, 
Is there anything else that you maybe you want to provide in terms of advice for other FSRs that may be implementing um, Seed Showcase or maybe want to increase the, their activity with Seed Showcase in uh, 2024? Well, I segment my growers into groups. And right now, between now and when these combines roll, which is right on top of us, we have to get that pioneer loyalist right now. Uh, because if pioneer gets in there first, they got them completely shut down and we can't get this program to hunt. So I would say between now and planting uh, harvest, we have to get a hold of that uh, pioneer loyalists and make sure that they understand what our program has to offer them. Um, a couple other categories that are really top of mind for me, um, the guys that moved away from some DeKalb and have more pioneer on their farm, uh, the guys that maybe are just testing pioneer for the first time, uh, we have to make sure that they understand the concept and what products we have. And of course, we always wanna put our newest products uh, in these challenges uh, because that's hopefully gonna give us the best chance of winning. So great advice here from Dan. Uh, thank you for joining us from Minnesota, Dan. And uh, we hope that Dan's advice and words of wisdom have helped you uh, think about how you might implement Seed Showcase going forward in 2024. Um, as Dan, Dan mentioned, harvest is right around the corner. Some combines are even rolling in my neck of the woods. And so we hope that you all keep safety top of mind. We know that you're going to be out there riding in combines and having those conversations. So hopefully you can use this advice and we hope to maybe have you here next year talking about your successes with Seeds Showcase. Thanks again. The information in this podcast is to aid in the understanding of the Bayer New Business Model Master Agreement and the 2024 Seed Showcase Protocol, which govern all requirements associated with Seed Showcase. This podcast does not change or modify the Bayer New Business Model's Master Agreement or the 2024 Seed Showcase Protocol in any way. Services and products offered by Climate LLC are subject to the customer agreeing to our terms of service.